0: Due to light gore discussion and mature content, listener discretion advised. Welcome back to our final installment of the Fear Streets series. This time, Steve and I time travel all the way back to 1666 to discover what are the true origins of the Shady Side curse. We venture to the simple yet strict times of the Puritans and find our main characters from 1994 and 1978. Have all been revived and living their lives at this restricted time. Yet someone has summoned an evil entity within this village that creates a type of rot that slowly takes over and festers, creating the ye old witch hunt scenario where Seraphir is targeted. Our main heroine, Diana, inhabits Seraphir's body, and we, the viewer, soon learn who and what is truly responsible for this curse that has lasted centuries into modern day. Did Steve and I make it through the end? Honestly, barely. However, we did it for you, dear listener. Come join us in our final installment of the Fear Street series.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Worth a Watch. For years now, Omari and I have been going to $5 Tuesday movies, and one day we started to review them. You may have heard of some of these movies, and others you haven't. Either way, we review them for you, do all the background research, and tell you if it's...
0: The final film takes the viewer all the way back to 1666, as Deanna has been teleported back to this time after trying to put the skeleton hand of Seraphir back in the rightful burial spot. There, she inhabits Seraphir's body and sees and hears all the events of the original Shadyside settlement. All it takes is one accusation from a town drunk, apparently, and Sarah Fear and her friend slash love interest, Samantha, are accused of being witches, which sets off a series of events and finally the town of Shadyside being cursed. Now, listeners, if you did not listen to part one or part two, we highly recommend going back and listening to the, both of those podcasts because everything that we're about to say is going to make absolutely no sense to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check them out.
0: Yeah. All right, so once again, uh, this film and the overall trilogy for Fear Street was directed by Lee Janiak, who has previously directed the Scream series on MTV. We will certainly Mm. discuss that later. Pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, The script was written by Janiak, Phil Grazia Day, and Kate Trefty. Of course, the Fear Street concept is based off R.L. Stein's books, which I went over in part one of the series. So definitely take a listen. So again, we have the cast from 1994 and 1997, or I'm sorry, ni- 1978, making up the characters in 16, six. Close just like a lot of numbers going on here. <laughs> Bear with me, guys. Yeah, you said that you liked the the reuse of the characters uh, within this.
1: I I did uh, enjoy that. I mean, they were under contract, I imagine, so (laughs) they had to, but I appreciated that they did that. I I guess in a way, um, what I can kind of compare it to is American Horror Story, like the limited amount of times I've seen that. (laughs) Yeah, the the limited amount of times I've seen in uh, AHS I know that they kind of reuse some of the same cast members throughout the show um, in different roles. So that was kind of cool that they did that here in a way.
0: Yeah, it it was unexpected to be quite honest. Um, At first, I I wasn't sure how I felt about it just because the cast from 1994, they were so well fit for their characters that it took me like a minute. Like once I heard them using their Puritan accents, I was like, okay, I buy this. I kind of buy this.
1: A little bit, I guess.
0: Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. was kind of weird.
1: <laughs> I guess the whole point of it, which was kind of confusing, was when they show her, like, Sarah Fear is a different person, mm-hmm. and she kind of, like, warps into her or something. Yeah, Deanna's character. Yeah, Deanna. So it's just... That's really fucking confusing, but, it, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah,
0: it, it definitely did like what? confuse me as well because uh, there was points where Deanna's character would look in a mirror and it wasn't Deanna, it was Sarah Fear. Right. But I felt like in the flashbacks, or, or at least... Ooh, I just almost gave a spoiler. <gasps> um, anyway, I felt like in 1666, they didn't do that enough where she's looking in the mirror because this whole time I'm looking at the movie and I'm like, oh, this is Deanna, which... Maybe they did on purpose, so you can feel more for it.
1: did they have mirrors back then?
0: Well, they looked in water, oh, and they're... that shows reflection. That's a good I question. I don't know
1: um I, I think an important thing to just note while we, before we go deeper is that we recorded the first two podcasts um, like
0: a month ago right, yeah, we
1: recorded ninety four and seventy eight like right after each other on the same night, actually, probably mm-hmm. within. I would say...
0: Like a, like, like a week. Like a week, yeah. Like barely is... a week because we were so excited about it.
1: Yeah, and um, well, oh yeah, we were excited about this one um, so much that <laughs> we waited a month to do yeah. it. Yeah. Some cool. bad luck and also we just kind of didn't want to do it.
0: That we totally were not dragging our feet at all. Oh,
1: we were just, we're pumped. We're absolutely... Yeah. You don't understand, like you can't see our faces, but we are so excited.
0: Can you hear our enthusiasm? So
1: excited. Um. <laughs> I just, I I passed up a dentist appointment to come do this. That's just how excited I am. All right. So so just wanted to just get that out there. In case our details are a little fuzzy... We're recording this way after the fact, oh, mostly because sure. of just, just bad luck with timing and stuff like that. So and,
0: and life events occurring, so because that's life, guys. Bad
1: timing with yeah. life. So if uh, some of the details are a little fuzzy or if I sound really fucking confused, it's because I <laughs> am, because I don't remember a lot of this. But uh, we're he doing our best. To block it out. We're trying to do our best. <laughs> so, uh, you know, bear with us, please.
0: So the one thing that the three films were pretty consistent with was the intro title card. Like, I know like that's like a weird thing to kind of obsess about but like I think it's really important that detail because it sets the tone of the movie you know you see that title card you see the font that goes with it the music like I I know what I'm getting myself into so I like that they they just put you in this certain tone with this film it it sets a mood and I felt with the three movies at least they were kind of consistent with this we will talk about consistency very soon because this movie was not
1: it was not. And uh, I'm really glad I brought up the last thing about me not remembering because I don't fucking remember the title cards. Okay. So this works out really right <laughs> well. This, is, uh, this has been a good discussion. It, yeah. And really, I feel like I have learned a lot from it. Oh, and,
0: uh, great. I'm so deep. glad. Yeah, right?
1: All right. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Mm-hmm. But yeah.
0: I was on Twitter the other day and a friend of mine had finally tuned in to the Fear Street series on Netflix And he thought it was fantastic. Like he really loved the films. And so he even said like, yeah, 1666 was my favorite. And I was like, "Were you on drugs, sir?
1: You are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where can I get some of that? I know, right? So
0: I I gotta talk to him and see what's what's up because we definitely did not agree on our view of 1666.
1: Yeah, I don't have any friends. He
0: accused me of like, did we watch the same film? And I was like...
1: We clearly didn't. Huh? Yeah, you must have watched the one that was good. <laughs> I don't have any friends who have, like, watched all three of them. I think I, I'll i have to fill you in on this later. If if that's the case, I'll have to, like, kind of text around so you've seen what. Okay. But I don't think I know anybody who's seen all of them. So maybe they watched, like, the first two, so I can't really put maybe. my input in there. But Yeah.
0: I, I was, like, honestly, after we watched the first two... I was prepared to give you like a proper argument and presentation of why we should watch the third one right then and there. But you know what? In the end of the day, I am kind of glad that we didn't just because we have like a different vibe in our first two uh, podcasts for part one and part two. Because I felt like we wouldn't have had that same energy versus what we have now.
1: Well, we would have finished it at like 3.30 in the morning. That That too. I mean, I was honestly almost game for it. Yeah, but, but it, yeah, it was like two in the morning. I, when we but but it. I'm
0: I'm glad that we didn't watch it that night, just because like clearly our tone and energy is really different with this current podcast. Just because we were really really upset with this movie, <laughs> we yeah. were so upset. We oh. should,
1: I do regret not recording it like immediately after, but I feel like we would have just.
0: We would have tore it apart. Yeah, we would have been so angry that you guys would have heard like dishes We're still crashing gonna do that. and whatnot. You would have heard like us punching walls. I I don't know. Fuck. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. It just the story. It felt like it was all over the place. It was like what a mess thrown together as if it, like a last hurrah rather than fleshing out the story.
1: It certainly fleshed the story. Let me put it that way.
0: Because it was shit.
1: So, um, <laughs> I just want to like. It's not really a spoiler but let's okay, just say sure. that the whole it, being a trilogy you know that they're going to go back to 1994 at some point in the movie to resolve yeah. it. I that's thought where we start. right because it's it's not over with they've strongly implied I don't think I'm spoiling it. They do not spend a lot of time on 1666. I think that there's a very interesting narrative to be explored yeah. but they rush the movie because they have to get back to 1994. And I really feel like, very strongly believe that they should have just done a fourth movie set in 1994 where they go through that. You know, like a 90 minute movie, you know, do whatever. Because they did all kinds of stuff um, in that. They they told the whole story, you know, two entire stories, an exposition set in the 1600s. They went back to the 1990s, played out this whole story, hinted at future movies, yep. which they did a lot of uh, in a lot of situations. And I just felt like it, it's so jarring when they switched over to it. And I just, people, I feel like people are obsessed with doing trilogies. They love doing trilogies. And the idea of doing four or five movies to complete a series is just, you know, to somebody just seems crazy. It's like it has to be a trilogy for some reason. right? And that doesn't make sense for Netflix, too, because I'm like, you know, why wouldn't you? They could have kind of milked it and gotten a fourth movie.
0: Actually, yeah. Right. I, I think it would have been cool if they did five movies to be quite honest. Yeah,
1: just spread it out. Yeah. Give each movie its own time. At least four movies, I mm-hmm. think. And, you know, if you can do a fifth one. I mean they're gonna be doing more, I'm sure, but
0: I, I guess like my my only like theory of why they do three is just because like they've seen four Movies, what did you call it? A quad.
1: It's a quadrilogy. A
0: quadrilogy. Like, it, it's it never not really works out, unfortunately. Well, that's
1: because Alien 3 sucks. But if Alien 3 was a good movie. <laughs> no, because like, that's like the example that people give is the Alien franchise is really four movies and then, you know, the, the Covenant and um, mm-hmm. what was the first one? I can't fucking remember. Which oh, are we okay. there on. Remember the. Um. I can't remember it right I can't now. Channel Breather. Uh, Prometheus. Oh,
0: there
1: we go. Prometheus, that's like its own thing, but. There's four alien movies and for some reason, I don't know if it's because of that, people just don't like the idea of doing a four movie set. It's gotta be a trilogy for some reason. And I just, they rushed the shit out of this.
0: Yeah, it it was really frustrating because like you said, there were so many elements that could have been explored within Mm -hmm. the 1666 storyline. There was a lot because you have like these characters, that they have like these relationships with one another. So Deanna has a relationship with Solomon Good, which in modern times is Officer Good, right? Right. And I kind of wanted them to explore their relationship more because I found it to be really fascinating. Also, why did his wife die? Like, how did she die? We never really got the answers to that either. And same with the preacher too. Hmm. We didn't really learn much about the preacher aside from like, 10 minutes later, suddenly he's possessed because of the curse that has inhabited the village.
1: Yeah. Uh, just Which spread... I mean...
0: It spread wh- instantly, overnight. It didn't yeah. make any sense. It's
1: like, oh, everything's fine. And now there's just like stuff dying. Yep. There's food going bad. I was like, whoa, this is fast. Mm-hmm. And I, did they, I don't know, I just didn't know where the fuck it really came from. I'm kind of like, the origins were a little bit weird, Yeah. I remember.
0: Yeah, um, so in the spoiler section, I do have very specific details that I do want to point out, just because, like, they highlighted them in the movie, and then it just went nowhere, and I was like, all right, well, that was an interesting detail that you noted, but it just, that's it, that's it. It just didn't go anywhere, and yeah. you're left wondering, like, okay, well, that's that.
1: Like, this this just could have been a, a full movie on its own. I don't understand why they did that. And, you know, and, and people assume the first two movies were about two hours, maybe a little bit extra. I'm like, you could have easily done, like, a 90-minute movie. Yeah. Just banged it out and been like, okay. And how many fucking period and horror movies we have? We have The Witch, and that's it. Eh. Like, you know what I mean? Which is, you know, this is clearly based on. But I don't understand why they didn't just decide, all right, we're going to do fourth movie. Everybody gets paid extra. They get... You know, they get a whole other, uh, you know, 20 million views or whatever. Everybody wins. I don't understand why they just do four movies. Just this fucking obsession with trilogies, even if it just sinks the ship, basically.
0: Also, this movie wasn't really long, either.
1: It felt it. it I swear it, to God, it this is. six hours long.
0: Yeah, it, it felt like a really long movie. Fucking
1: six hours. But
0: I remember, like, every now and then I kept checking the time. I think it was, like, an hour and something. Maybe because 1666 only occupied like an hour, and that was it. And then the rest was in 1994. Okay. So they only had an hour to work with, versus the other movies, they were completely submerged in their
1: years. I think, I, I, yeah, I wish I had like like specifically noted when the movie switched over. I feel like it was less than an hour, honestly. Um, it, it's very jarring to me when they switch over to the second part of the film that, to me, it feels a lot longer, um, and not in a good way, because <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't enjoy the film that much. But the fact of the matter is, like, when they just switch over to two of them, it's like two movies within a, you know, a very short period of time, and it just, it feels a lot longer. And I just, I don't understand why they couldn't have just done a couple of 90-minute movies or something, and been like, all right, we're good, you know?
0: You know, even okay. making this movie, like two hours and a half, you know, like sure. I, that, that would have made sense too. And then maybe like a more smoother transition to 1994. because, yeah. Like you said, it is jarring that it's one like... minute you're in 1666, you're feeling that moment with certain characters. I almost gave a spoiler away. <gasps> uh, however, you're feeling a moment that occurs in 1666 and all of a sudden you're transported back to 1994 and that moment is gone. And now you're yeah. back to the present and angst is happening and there's like a lot going on, stress. ah.
1: I just remember being like, literally, what the fuck? Like, that's what I said. Because I was just like, <laughs> what? 1994? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here?
0: Yeah. And then another issue, again, maybe this is just me being like finicky. Uh, there was like a lot of weird tidbits throughout this film that didn't really make sense with like Puritan lifestyle. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm willing to let a few things slide because, you know, again, I wasn't expecting an Oscar-worthy story, you know? However, there was just, like, a few scenes that were just, like, straight-up silly. For example, like, all the teens, like, having a party in the woods and then getting high (laughs) on, like, the berries that they found. Like, those are supposed to represent (laughs) the the drugs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was ridiculous. And they have, like, their own fucking uh, code phrase, which I I wrote down, (laughs) which is, a full moon rises before nightfall. I'm like, it's just like a fucking passcode. I'm like, did they really do this shit? I mean, listen, I'm not as much of a Puritan history expert as I used to be.
0: I, I made that no, note sure. that we are not historians. However, at one point it did come up in our like history classes. We did study Puritan stuff.
1: I didn't discuss Puritan ragers. Um, I don't know if this was something that they kept out of the books, you know, to not encourage us or something. They didn't want us following a bad path. Right. Did they have the DARE program in 1666? I don't don't know. Um, However,
0: (laughs) when they did have a Rager in the woods, it led to Salem 1692, though. Because all the girls, like, they would gather in the woods and, like, dance around a fire, like, naked and stuff. Someone got caught. That led to the Salem witch trials. And
1: it sounds kind of cool, actually. I'm just kidding.
0: Dancing. What?
1: <laughs> anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so
0: th- th- that's the only rager I could think of in well, 1692. The
1: way I was taught it was that there was something in the water supply where there were mushrooms growing in the water supply. I have so learned
0: that as well. Yeah. yeah. So, again, keep in mind, Steve and I, we grew up in the Northeast. So, obviously, Puritan lifestyle was a part of our curriculum to so understand how... Mm-hmm. We got our start in the Northeast, I suppose. So, yeah, I definitely know. Like I said, the first Rager, 1692, that's been marked. You know, that led to the Salem Witch Trials because the girls got caught and didn't want to get in trouble.
1: I don't know. just was this a thing, though, at this point. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I just have no
0: idea. It was just like a. It was just a weird scene. Period.
1: The funny thing too, I like guess, really ironic that they're like everybody looks down on them drinking and partying but for some reason when the fucking town drunk who again this is Puritan (laughs) culture so drinking is like one of the worst things you can do the fucking town drunk accuses people of being witches and they're like oh yeah yeah he clearly is telling the truth (laughs) like yeah yeah she's a witch yeah yeah burn the witch fuck yeah like
0: uh totally reliable witness
1: it was so dumb i was like wasn't it like the dude who chopped a bunch of people up with an axe in the second movie
0: i was gonna say that was gonna be my next point tommy slater yep tommy aka thomas in 1666 he okay
1: reliable witness clearly
0: yeah can we talk about that for a minute because in 1978 Tommy's portrayed as, like, the nice guy. Like, he's the boyfriend of, like, the goody two-shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And then in 1666, he's suddenly the town drunk. I just, I don't know. That, that was just, like, a weird transition for his character from going the nice guy to axe murderer to town
1: drunk. I, I took it in a, um, a kind of AHS kind of way, American Horror Story style, where they just kind of really change up the roles. Yeah, I um, guess.
0: Because I, I felt like everyone else, though, kind of stuck to the role. Or at least like their persona of what they were in the movies. He was the only one that was like completely changed.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, I I got you. That was a little jarring as well, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what this movie tries to do. So yeah, I I don't know. I just I thought it was so weird. It's so weird that that people just they just believe the town drunk. They're like, yeah, okay, this is the guy. Yeah, he's telling the truth. There's a witch. I'm like, dude, he's like he's fucking blacked out,
0: stumbling. And
1: this dude seeing triple, is so fucked up, and yeah. it. it's like you know they're like yeah he's he's got to be telling the truth. If there's a witch, he says there's a witch. There's a witch. I'm like this is literally the least reliable guy in the entire town, and I don't know. it's Just for me, that killed the entire movie. Like, oh
0: yeah, this is like
1: 20 minutes in, like, and it, I'm it, like this is ridiculous. It's one
0: thing if the pastor said that. You know, that would have been a little bit different. We don't want to give any spoilers away about what happens to the pastor.
1: See, the problem is this whole fucking narrative arc resolves in like 45 minutes. So yep. We're really not even, we could tell you everything right now and, and we wouldn't even be storing most don't of don't
0: even address what happens with the pastor either. It just, like this awful, this God-awful event happens where the pastor does something awful, and then all of a sudden they just move on to the witch hunt like we're not going to address all these little kids that were just like straight up murdered spoiler is is that like
1: i don't know i don't really care okay
0: um you know
1: you're welcome we're just saving (laughs) you having to watch this
0: uh okay
1: you just people do not react correctly to this movie like there's just there's there's things that happen. And people just are just like, what the fuck? Like I, I don't understand. They just don't have normal reactions. I thought the pastor was was super creepy in a cool way. Like he's yeah. a scary villain. Yeah. He's over and done with in like two minutes though. I
0: was disappointed um, that they didn't explore him more. He was not freaking him. terrifying. I keep thinking of that movie Paranorman. Have you ever seen it? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Been a while, but yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I really like that movie because there is a preacher or pastor in that movie that is like zombified or whatever and comes after him. And I like that they explore his character and why he's evil. I was kinda of hoping that they would do something similar. And this is a children's movie, Paranorman. Mm-hmm. It just I, I just don't understand. Boom. Oh, that was a good movie.
1: Yeah, much better film. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's the curse, obviously. Curse does everything. Apparently. Um, and there was, like, No rules one, need it. There's one scene where, like, um, Sam, when when things are really going downhill, Sarah is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, make a pact with the devil or something because <laughs> they think I'm already a witch or whatever. And, like, Sam is just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what the... F-? Like, nobody has the right reactions to this, and this is just... It's baffling to me because like the first two films, they're not like cinematic masterpieces, but I thought they were pretty good.
0: Yeah, again, like, okay. (sighs) So I I know Steve and I were like really shitting on this movie, but I think our issue with it is just the fact that like the first two movies, they start off really, really strong. And we, we have that energy going and then all of a sudden this movie hits and you know to the viewer it's it's kind of like a slap to the face a little bit like it almost feels like they rush to get it done Mm. like you know just you're rushing to get your homework done and it it, it's okay to like spend a little more time on flushing out the story and i don't know i i get really annoyed with like production companies because i get it you have to meet a certain quota you have to meet a certain deadline but at the same rate now we're with the story that makes absolutely no sense because you just assume that the audience is just going to, like, you know, gloss over it. Like, we were just going to be like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Totally buy it. Hmm. I don't know. Again, they are underestimating the audience, and I think that's what bugs me.
1: Well, maybe they're not because some people like this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just, I I don't know. I just, it's this stupid explanation. of Like, oh, the curse, the curse, the curse, the curse. And it's like... And then we're done with this arc in like 50 minutes. It's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? And it's just, it goes so quickly. It's just like, all right, we're going to believe the drunk. And all of a sudden, yeah, you're a witch. Burn the witch. Yeah, burn the witch. And I'm like.
0: Oh, and all about in those kids that were uh, brutally murdered. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna move on from that.
1: (laughs) What kids? Yeah, nope. No, they weren't murdered. They're just, uh, they left. Their eyeballs They're walking out there. It's fine. Yeah, Yeah, they're
0: missing eyeballs. Yeah,
1: Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. The the preacher ripped out his own eyeballs? I didn't see it. Yeah, (laughs) just, you know, it's probably just people just making shit up. Fake news. (laughs) I just, it's so, it's so stupid.
0: So, what is your uh, opinion on the Puritan accents?
1: I thought it was stupid. Uh, but I mean they tried. I'll give them credit
0: they, they tried it's better than I could do that's for sure like I don't think I can make a Puritan accent we'll
1: see we'll have to try
0: maybe we're I don't even know where to start
1: like a super English one uh, we're going to practice that after this podcast. oh yeah totally we have to do it
0: so another question I have for you, because you are more familiar with Janiac's uh, work than I am. Sure. You saw more episodes of the Scream series. Because I'm more I'm,
1: masochistic. Yeah. yeah.
0: Versus me, I <laughs> like to do things with my, my life, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, oh God, the bird. Sorry, you sorry. get some no. antacids for
1: that. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: Okay, but I just I just couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear the scream series. I think I enjoyed she... it. Cause
1: it was awful. It was okay, fucking awful. I enjoyed so it. So maybe
0: though. you are a masochist then.
1: I think I enjoy really shitty movies, and it just it was so bad I couldn't take it seriously. I... But yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry.
0: Well, I'm just asking. Do you find this storyline mirrors? what she wrote for the Scream series, because I felt like that show was all over the place. It just made no fucking sense.
1: Yeah, this at least, um, even though I didn't like it, it did follow a certain kind of logic. You knew they were gonna do the witch trials thing because they hinted at that or, or something like that. Right. Not Salem, obviously, but you knew they were gonna go back to the 1600s and you knew they were gonna go back to 1994. So I feel like this follows a good formula. Whereas with that, that was all over the place, and I feel like they just the, the, picked... The
0: Scream series? The
1: Scream series was all over the place, and I don't remember the second season, but I remember they just kind of picked the the villain. <laughs> I feel like they picked the villain for shock value, because um, it didn't make any sense. I don't know why I'm comparing this, but... It... I
0: I just have to ask, just because I feel like you're a little bit more familiar with her work than I am.
1: I think I watched more episodes of it, but I don't, I don't really remember... Oh, yeah, wait, fuck, okay. I do, yeah. They just decided to pick in the second season just like the most random character to be the villain. It mm-hmm. didn't even make any sense. In the first season, too, they picked the most random of the, the characters to do it. It just, it, again, made no sense. So I guess if you if you go by that, by that logic, you basically just have to choose something with no logic. And then that makes sense.
0: <laughs> so if you pick
1: the character that is the most ridiculous choice to be the villain... Then, you know, it totally makes sense to you. Yeah. I feel like, again, I have to state this and I have to wonder this every time. It was an MTV show. Now, there's there's been surprisingly decent MTV shows. And movies. And movies. Um, I feel like Teen Wolf is definitely underrated for...
0: It is underrated. A
1: Michael J. Fox adaptation. Um, That actually got to be a pretty good show. But, you know, it's all the same. It's like a CW style uh, young adult thing. But I feel like they picked stuff for just the most shock value. And I feel, I have to wonder if I like know. Netflix had made it, Yeah. it would have been, maybe it would have been better, but we'll never know because it sucked. And also they <laughs> never had Ghostface. Yeah. They had another mask. There was never any ghost face in Scream. Okay,
0: yeah. I got to episode two of the Scream series and I couldn't go further.
1: This girl is so much smarter than me because she only watched two episodes. <laughs> like, well, Mari's a fucking genius. I watched two seasons.
0: I, okay. I'm so, so stupid. No, stop. <laughs> oh my God. My IQ
1: is like seven because I sat stop. through... Stop. I mean, not, it wasn't before I watched it, but with each episode, I lost at least 10 <laughs> IQ points. I, I just I just have to
0: ask you just because like... Now that you mentioned like the certain elements found in the Scream series, you know, it kind of reflects what we found within 1666 a little bit as well. I can
1: see that. Yeah.
0: So, for example, they kill a dog in 1666 and I, I, I know it's like such a personal gripe, but like that's such a trope that's so over and done with. Are you okay? I I don't know. You know, I had to like have a moment with my own dog, so oh. I was okay. But I was not okay with that. <gasps> I was not okay with that. What like why? So I I think that's what bugged me about the series that they were following certain tropes that were so 80s and 90s that like we need to move on from it. So mm. I think what I had a hard time swallowing with like the Scream series was the fact in the second episode, they killed off a minority. I'm like, come on. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, my, okay, that's my gripe.
1: I can definitely understand that. Um, My issue was that they killed off one of the cool characters. Yeah. And they left on Blonde,
0: mm.
1: who was like the most annoying character in the in thing.
0: And like the thing is like you can't claim that you don't follow tropes when you're still following tropes, you know? It
1: it becomes this inception bullshit where it's because they're following the tropes, you don't expect them to follow the tropes because it's 2000s, 2010, 2020. So now, essentially, you expect them to not do that. So it becomes the unexpected when they do follow shit. I was just annoyed that they killed off a really cool character. Yeah, for literally the most annoying character in the series, aside from the dumb white dude who's like a football player.
0: You know, they did kill off that really cool character in 1994—the cheerleader chick, the really sarcastic one that sold drugs. Like, yep. I was, I was really pissed about that. Well, she was smart, and then all I of a sudden, I like the other dude too. Yeah,
1: he was like a—he was a drug dealer with a heart. <laughs> yeah, and uh, okay. yeah, he, they killed him off too.
0: So I, I, I don't understand. Her style, and I think her style really bothers me a little bit.
1: When you told me that the same person wrote like all this different stuff, I was just like, this doesn't make any sense because, like, there's just no style to it, it's mm-hmm. just kind of all over the place. Like, Scream the Scream TV show is just straight trash. Oh, um, yeah. it, it's it might be one of the worst. Well, it's clearly the worst show um, I've seen in a while, but it's definitely one of the worst shows I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. it's worse. And I used to watch CW in high school. This is worse than the CW.
0: At least the CW had, like, a coherent story. For the most part. For the eight, most eight part. seasons
1: of Vampire Diaries. Um, and the originals. Oh, better show from what I hear. <laughs> the but originals
0: is definitely better. It's super I just
1: rare. Uh, Yeah, MTV. MTV is capable of making good shows. Believe it or not. I know that sounds insane. But I just... It, scream no, was I terrible. I
0: totally agree. I totally agree. It
1: shouldn't be hard to make a screen TV show that's good. Maybe they should just get Mike Flanagan or something to do it. I, I think that would be good. I just <laughs> Netflix. Keep, yeah,
0: I just keep going back to the original screen trilogy, right? So the quadrilogy, quadrilogy, there's one that works, you know, it did work. It did work. work. So the first two were made with like the same writers. The third one is where they ran into trouble. Hmm. And then the fourth one is just like brand new territory. But at the end of the day, the quadrilogy with the Scream series really works because there's just some type of consistency in terms of like story arc with the characters and i don't know i just felt like janiac did not capture that in the screen series at all because like there's such good material to work with with the original um like screen movies and stuff yeah so i I don't know i don't know yeah
1: i think the problem is that if we're going back to that they didn't utilize any of the material yeah they decided to do a reboot and tell their own story which is fine but they assume because the audience is maybe like Really younger. dumb? Yeah, they assume like, and that's the thing too, it's like, it's Scream. It's not gonna just draw in a bunch of teenagers. Mm-hmm. It's gonna draw in people who are 30s, 40s, whatever. People who love the, the original movies. And it's it just, the amount of intelligence in the show is just so little. Yeah. It's just like, you know. F-
0: versus the first film. It's like, it's so self-aware right. that it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I read the script. The script is amazing for the Scream movie, by the way. Like the first movie, like really, really good. Like I found myself like laughing out loud at times. And then at the same rate, I'm like, oh my God, there's like a lot of tension being built in this script. It's such a good script. So I felt like it just, ah. It's just like a real like they pooped on the movie they pooped on the movie with this (laughs) with this tv show
1: okay yeah yeah they did i just uh, you have the material i don't know why you even you don't even touch on it
0: and so going back to fear street same with fear street they're not the most sophisticated books in the world but at the same rate there's still a solid story there like and i feel like i don't know it always boils down to research How much research did these writers do?
1: I don't know. Not a lot. Uh. It's just the assumption because it falls into kind of like a young adult territory that teenagers are really stupid. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, okay, when we were teenagers, we didn't have a fully formed brain. That's just, no. like, scientific fact. But fine. But, you know, like, I, I feel like I had more than three brain cells, which is what they... Maybe. <laughs> which is... <laughs> you know, they it's just assume that you're stupid because it's, you know, you're appealing to, a you know, an 18 and under audience. It's right. like, dude, you know, it, the thing is, too, is that this was such a major event. You're going to draw in a lot of adults. Yep. I know a lot y- of yeah.
0: people who yeah. at least watch
1: some of the movies. And I just... We again. We we could talk about this for hours. This mm-hmm. is the same young adult. We're gonna fuck up the young adult adaptation bullshit, which we've seen forever with like yes. Aragon and like oh
0: gosh, you know,
1: pick a fucking. I'm a sure virgin. you out there have some kind of oh, young yeah. adult series that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, that they have fucked up over the years. Pick one. You know what I'm talking about. You have something near and dear to you that they have ruined. Yeah. Um, because they think you're stupid. And...
0: And I guess maybe like that is like another grudge that I have personally because mm-hmm. the Fear Street series, the books at least, like they are near and dear to my heart. You know, that's why I was super excited with one and two. I'm like, okay, they're not perfect, but you know what? They're capturing the tone of the books. And then this this last movie just like really shit the bed. It really shit the bed. Damn. It did.
1: Triggered. Yeah, I just, I know. She's so angry right now. it's like you said about like these
0: book series, like they they make up your childhood and part of your childhood room. Exactly.
1: This was was us during Scary Stories, where we, that's a good example, right? God, yes. We're just like, they fucked it up. God damn it, Guillermo. I (laughs) deserve better than you. Like, you, God damn. I I saw Pacific Rim recently. You should have, you know, you did a pretty good job with robots. Why did you fuck that up? Yeah,
0: even The Shape of Water was like, I know it's like not everyone's, it's not in everyone's taste, but I thought it was a really good story. I really liked it a lot. It was very unique and unusual. We, We, oh my God. So we did this thing called Awkward Family Movie Night. And that was one of the movies.
1: Oh no! <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, Oh, I'm so glad we're watching this as a family unit. This is amazing. Oh no! Fish sex? Yes, let's do it. Do that? I was but holding yeah. off. I was
1: holding off for. Oh a minute, my but... god! Oh, no, no, I
0: made my family get together. I'm like. We're gonna do this thing called Awkward oh. Family Movie Night, and we're gonna watch this movie. Oh, we've shit. done, I think we've done like two or three Awkward Family Movie Nights where we just pick like a movie that we know it's gonna make us uncomfortable, but we watch it together. <laughs> and you know what? It's a lot of fun because we have a great discussion about it afterward.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> yeah,
0: it's great. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so uh, some things that I kind of picked up on this movie should be pretty like obvious there's themes of feminism because once again women are never believed corruption within the system of power as well Mm -hmm. so uh, those were some obvious signs that i picked up on and we're going to discuss this later because when we find out the big baddie in this movie that baddie says some things that I just, they were really over the top, but we'll get to that in the spoilers.
1: Okay. I just want to say, I I picked up on a a theme of shitty writing (laughs) and uh, I found it to be really prevalent. I thought it was a very bold direction to go in to have two movies that are very good and then just to fuck up the third one. I just, I appreciate it to just torpedo yourself like that. So um, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Steve, on our worth-to-watch scale out of one through four, what will you rate this?
1: It's a solid one,
0: okay. Uh, okay. don't
1: watch this. And honestly, I would recommend seeing the first two movies and then ignore the third movie. Maybe okay. Google the synopsis if you wanna find out what happens.
0: You know, I, I can agree with that. I'm also gonna give it a one as well because right. I, I was really disappointed with this movie. I was like shockingly disappointed. You know, again, I, I knew going into it, it was gonna be bad, mm. but I didn't think it was gonna be like this bad.
1: Like maybe I was thinking like a six out of ten or something, maybe a five.
0: Yeah, on a scale of one through ten, what will you give it?
1: It's gonna get a three from me.
0: A three? Okay, I gave it a three point five, just to be facetious. So a
1: little, little different.
0: Yeah, just to Always be facetious. I have to disagree with that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No, it's it's cool. I was almost gonna give it a two, but then I do believe it's better than it comes at night. So <laughs>
0: You know what? I can agree with that because um at least there's some coherency in this story. If you really dig deep, there's more coherency in the story versus it comes at night.
1: But just a squeak.
0: A squeak. A squeak yes.
1: just to use your favorite word.
0: A squeak. All right, listeners, we are about to go into the spoilers. So turn back. If you have not seen the film, or if you just don't feel like seeing the film, we did the work for you. Just yeah. Trudge on full along. Full speed ahead, yeah, let's go. Screw it, right? Hey, this is Lumari, and. I
1: forgot my name, I'm sorry.
0: God damn it, Steve!
1: Uh, <laughs> just... This is Billy. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Hey, this is Lumari, and.
1: This is Steve.
0: Right now, we are editing the final portion for uh, the Fear Street series, 1666. We ran into some uh, sound quality issues um, due to technical issues, you know, you know how it goes. So our sound is going to sound completely off. So please bear with us. We did our best.
1: It wasn't on purpose.
0: Yeah, we swear. So anyway, please listen. Enjoy the podcast. We had a really great time recording it, even though we weren't the biggest fans of 1666. But in the end of the day, I, I think it's really worth listening to.
1: So, I hope you enjoy
0: it. Thank you. Oh, okay. I think I got it to work. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Yay! All right. Here we go. Sarah Fear and her friends are parting in the woods when the town drunk spots Sarah making out with Samantha, who had rejected his advances earlier. So he cries witch, accuses them of being witches. Meanwhile, a weird rot is taken over the town that possesses the village preacher who murders a bunch of kids. So again, those two girls are accused of bewitching him. Samantha's capture, Seraphia runs, shortly finds out that it's actually Solomon Good, aka Officer Good, who is the bad guy, who is the one that signed the deal with the devil. He cursed the town for centuries, where a tragedy will occur in a form of a mass murder, so he can live a prosperous life. During a weird chase scene, Sarah Fear somehow has her hand cut off. She is eventually captured and hanged. However, people think that it's her that cursed the town when it was actually Officer Good all along. The movie moves forward towards the present, and we find Deanna back in modern times of 1994 trying to stop Officer Good. She is almost successful despite Officer Good almost killing her and calling her a lot of derogatory words, which felt very unnecessary. But she is victorious and the curse is lifted. However, at the very, very end, someone has stolen the book where the curse is read from. (gasps) So, uh, yeah, that is kind of like a really super quick and sloppy synopsis of this movie because I felt like, you know what? it was a sloppy movie so thereby a sloppy synopsis
1: perfectly balanced as yeah, all things should be
0: exactly <laughs> so we discussed this briefly in my notes I highlighted sloppy 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 yeah like, so many times that I like circled it you know again was not expecting cinematic gold but goodness that last installment was painful
1: yeah uh, it was uh it was something I'll put it that way <laughs> just uh, I don't know. While you were summarizing that, I just, <laughs> like, just, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I was thinking of, like, other things while you were summarizing the whole thing. I'm like, you know, why does the, does the curse end? Like, why do people assume that she's the witch? Like, I imagine the curse would keep kind of going, right? Just, oh, it immediately stops because he kills this one girl or because the town kills this one girl. Like right. work. And, like, oh, yeah, everything's fine now. And it's so obvious if you have... You know, even half a functioning brain that, you know, I'm sorry if you don't, but um, Nick Goods, whatever his ancestor, Solomon Good.
0: Solomon, yeah. He
1: is the only person in the movie that isn't fucking crazy, so it is so clear that he is the one who's summoning the devil basically to do this pact because he's the only one who's not like a total asshole and it's like oh my god well i was like he's probably got a secret satanic altar underneath his house and oh my god he's got a fucking secret satanic altar in <laughs> his house like it's just it's so obvious and i was like there's only by the end point of the movie yeah all the sympathetic characters to her aside from like um I can't remember her name. Who's the love interest? Sam?
0: Sam. Yes. Yeah. What's her? Mediocre Sam. Yeah. What's
1: her 1666 name? Who's
0: Samantha. Two? Oh, my God.
1: That's, honestly, that just blew me away. That's so clever. Um, she's the only one who, at this point, who's still alive, who doesn't completely hate her. Aside from Nick, um, not sorry, Solomon Good. Solomon Good. So God. it's like, it's so obvious that he's the bad guy, because everybody else is dead. Yep. Or they hate her. So it's like, it would be pretty crazy if like, you
0: know. If Samantha was the bad guy all along. Actually, I think that, that would have been, been really cool. Yeah.
1: So they didn't do that. Um, and it's Solomon. It's Nick Good, basically. Oh, by the way, so fucking clever to have the character whose name is Good be evil. Like, oh my God, you're so really? cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Totally didn't pick that up. No, I did
1: <laughs> I could, Yeah, I figured in the first movie, I was like, oh, he has a name that's literally just like, kind of a pun Mm -hmm. and he's the small town sheriff who's always the bad guy in all these movies um watch scary stories if you haven't seen it small town sheriff is always the bad guy like i just knew i was like when is he gonna go crazy and it turns out it was the third movie (sighs) so stupid it's so stupid
0: yeah so a lot of the research that i did into this movie um yeah a lot of the reviewers were on our side in terms of the quality of this movie. So the New York Times wrote here, there is less to propel the action and lacking in pop artifacts, lingo or fashion trends. Janiak struggles to recreate the busy and fun tone she achieved in her earlier movies. And that's so true, but at the same rate, That's your opportunity to get creative because, yeah, it's 1666, but there's so much to play with. Like you said, it does give the witch vibe. And that was kind of like the vibe that they were trying to go for. So 1994, it kind of follows like a Scream-esque kind of like, you know, feel.
1: I see it like a slasher movie. Yeah. Scream in general, because it's exactly. 90s,
0: but... And then yeah. 1978 follows kind of like a Friday the 13th feel. For sure. And then 1666 follows The Witch, which came out in 2015, I believe. So that one, I don't know. I just felt like there was a missed opportunity there. Several. Several.
1: Um, yes. I just. I don't
0: I have a list.
1: shouldn't have been this hard. I mean, honestly, I could have... uh, I think we could have written a better version of this drunk. Oh, jeez. Come on, Lee. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, uh, I know it's hard to cap off a trilogy yes. but again it didn't have to be a trilogy like i don't understand right you know it's like dude just just write however many however movies it takes however many movies that and do.
0: also the movies didn't have to be super connected either sure. because think about the um higher hell water um, oh, reverse that higher hell water
1: hell or high water oh, it's
0: hell or <laughs>
1: come hell or high water is the All right, Have so you seen the movie? No, moment?
0: I still have not seen it. It's been sitting on my DVR. Yeah, I it's, know. We'll
1: watch it sometime.
0: Yeah. It's such a great So film. we got... Much better than this. Okay, so Hell or High Water. Wind River. Wind River, thank you.
1: Sicario. And
0: Sicario. So those three are technically a trilogy, but they're not the related. Yeah, the yeah. Frontier trilogy. And they're not related. And they're like amazing movies. They're oh. so good. And
1: for those who wish me dead, oh, Oscar caliber film. Wow! So good. Aww. And well, I feel like um, I feel like Yellowstone ties into them as well because it's very yeah. much similar kind mm-hmm. of themes. It mm-hmm. really is kind of a combination of all of them: With crime, uh, Native American issues, and mm-hmm. the frontier, the American frontier. It kind of puts them all in one movie, one one show. Sorry. Yeah. Great show.
0: So anyway, so all in all, basically, just because it's a trilogy doesn't mean that they have to be connected or. It doesn't have to be a trilogy. It could be a quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. Like,
1: quadrilogy. Again, like the Alien movies, um, third one sucks. but
0: I guess technically Scream falls in that as well.
1: Scream does. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was like a planned thing. I just It's hard. What
0: about what Terminator?
1: Uh, Terminator's is a quadrilogy, sure. Uh, I mean, they're all over the place. But then there's Genesis and mm-hmm. there's like the Dark Fate, which like two people saw. Um, mm, mm, and the mm. canceled TV show that was actually really good.
0: That's how it always is, isn't
1: it? Had La- Elena Hedy as the as Sarah Connor, which was cool. Um, I heard it was good. it was good. I have the first season, but not the second, so I didn't watch oh. it. But anyway, yeah, um, you could technically say Terminator for a while.
0: Yeah, but it's okay. just, it's
1: hard because it's it's all over the place, and yeah, they, it's reinvent the, yeah. Yeah, they
0: reinvent Yeah,
1: they reinvented the timeline all, you know, each time. Of course, uh, Alien did the kind, of, it's kind of the same thing. Right. But I just, I, again, I don't, I don't understand with this. The, uh, you
0: know, I will still argue sense. that Genesis wasn't that bad. Just, just throwing my controversial, uh, you know, opinion out there.
1: It's been a while since I've seen it. I, I feel like, again, this is a debate for whether the trailer fucked up the movie or not, which we're, we're foregoing for these reviews because they're special.
0: So. Yes. Agreed.
1: But, um, yeah, anyway.
0: Uh... So, back to the movie. Like, another weird detail. So, when we finally get transferred back to 1994, for some strange reason, Sam, a.k.a. Deanna's uh, love interest, she still possessed. And mm. that was something that, like, really confused us. We couldn't figure out, like, okay, why is she still, like, being haunted right now? Why
1: in the first place? Yeah. Because it... there wasn't any really... I mean, I guess, was it the 1666 curse? Like, we weren't even sure at that point.
0: No idea. Absolutely no idea. Because, like, she did fall into the grave site, and then they resolved it by killing her and then reviving her. But then all of a sudden, she becomes possessed again?
1: Sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. Sure. I
1: I think the main, like, there's just so many massive plot points, like, plot holes for this. I think the main issue for me is like Seraphir, they show you in the third movie, is not actually the villain. Because yep. It's the good family. But Seraphir is this fucking supernatural witch entity. Yep. And she doesn't do anything to help. She's like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, with everybody just dying every few years, just like a fuck ton of people just getting killed every few years. Oh, okay. You have a personal connection to me? Yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to let you die. She doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah. What the f- so, like, the curse was inconsistent, mm-hmm. and the storyline to the curse was also inconsistent.
1: And apparently, like, the main villain is not the villain, but she can help them out at any time, but she just... just, she like, just nah. Yeah, She just decides not to she's like, oh I'm fucking bored. You know, <laughs> ah, I guess I'll help you now but I had to wait until you get to the third movie before I could help you. Yep. obviously the rules which we change every five so minutes. So
0: many times they did not follow their rules and I think that was like another confusing component to this movie. It was just the fact that there was just no consistency just make with, them up as you go. yeah with the rules
1: You know what it feels like um, We
0: like rules so We like rules.
1: Right? It feels like a game of kings where somebody has drawn the king. And they can make a new rule every you know, time. I, for a I, second, I <laughs>
0: thought you were talking about, like, a book. I was like, oh, I haven't heard. But then I realized, oh, college. No, about the, the, yeah, yes. the drunken college game. Wow,
1: uh, okay, I got it after college. But, yeah. um, no, it, it just feels like... I don't know why I'm thinking that. Probably because I'm... a few classes of YMD <laughs> at this point to get through this review. No, but it just feels like you can create a new rule every time. And is that not the rule of kings? That you can <laughs> just make up rules <laughs> as you go along? Like... I, I, my my theory is that Lee Janak was just drunk when she was making the third movie. Maybe. It doesn't make any sense. And also, it's very clear to anyone who's watched it that she's never seen Scream.
0: It doesn't seem like it. I don't it. think she's yeah. ever watched
1: it. If she has, she's lying. So I'm going to call fake news on that.
0: Also, yeah. The Game of Kings... <laughs> No. Do other people play it across the country, or is it just like a uh, northeast thing?
1: Give us feedback. We want to know.
0: Yeah, email us at. I'd like lumari. to play
1: some kings. <laughs>
0: yeah, email us at lumari at steve at gmail dot com because we're we're kind of curious if this like like if this is like a regional thing or if they do play this. This drinking game across the United States—that'd be kind of fascinating.
1: I, I think they do, but I imagine in certain areas there might be a different um, name for it or different, mm. you know, different rules. But you get the idea—some drinking game where you can change the rules. That's I'm what gonna, it feels like, like.
0: Text my friends in California and ask them if they've ever heard of this game.
1: I'm, I'm sure they have, I, okay. or, or some version of it. If you explained it, but that's what it feels like. You know, you draw a king, you make a new rule, and that's. It sounds like they were drunk when they were writing this and they just decided, hey, we're going to make new rules.
0: You know what? Maybe you're right because you could Google the, the rules of, of kings. Oh, I thought you were going to say
1: I was right when they were drunk when they were writing this. Oh, no,
0: I meant like, yeah, no, I think you're right that this you know could what? be like a national thing. I think so. Okay. We're
1: going to do a podcast on the history of kings <laughs> yeah. and the origins. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: the drinking
1: <laughs> Why not? I just, yeah. I, I, I it, get, yeah. It annoys us when you set a set of ground rules and then you don't follow them i just i don't understand why you do this why set the ground rules in the first place we have more bullshit about um sam's blood you know it
0: was so weird right it, it draws so in serial killers yeah.
1: but then it doesn't and then um and then um,
0: it was deanna's blood that was drawing in the serial killers towards the end. Yeah, we'll go but back why? To the end, it just didn't make sense.
1: I just, it was so... The it,
0: rules were all over the place. It didn't follow any coherency whatsoever. And, again, I don't know if this was done purposely to, like, subvert our, like, expectations or something. God. But, like, come this on. combo again, this conversation
1: just, about I subverting the rules.
0: Yeah, like, I get it. You want to <sighs> be daring. But at the same rate... There has to be some consistency in terms of storytelling, rules that are applied, because right now there there just isn't.
1: I just, again, somebody who wrote the Scream series, like, I know it was the shitty, you know, wish.com version of it. (laughs) but Like, you know, that is what Scream is about. It's about the rules. And it's like, you know, there's no rules. And there's just such a big deal for the first two movies about, like, yeah, we have to do this, rules, we have to do yeah. that. And they set these elaborate traps for the serial killers. And, and just it just goes out the window. And this film, too, there's a there's a plot point I wrote down here where there's a point where the Goods are, or Nick Good is sending essentially what it sounds like all of the serial killers from 1666 on. It's implied that there's a fucking ton yeah. of them. And he's sending all of them after them at once to try to stop them towards the end. And, like, the same four show up, basically, again.
0: Yeah, that was another thing, too. I was kind of looking forward to that, like, idea. Like, all of a sudden, all these serial killers throughout, like, the two, se- well, three or centuries. Or mass killers, I Yeah, guess mass killers from right 1666 on. to 1994. But then they just send the same ones from 1994, so. There's like,
1: the, uh, the dude with the mask, the deformed guy, was it to, And like the was it the milkman? The
0: milkman, yeah. Was Ruby Lane
1: there or no? Ruby
0: Lane was there. So was yeah. the four.
1: It was like basically the same four people.
0: You know what? Maybe they had the same issue as that movie for those who wish me dead: budget cuts. Oh.
1: Damn it! <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <sighs> you know, we listened to that podcast on the way back from Chicago, and it just still makes me laugh that budget cuts was a central plot point you in, to in that, it. yeah i i we did we did it was kind of cool it entertained like we were laughing we were stuck in traffic in indiana and we were like cracking up at this podcast and i was like listening to it and i'm like wow budget cuts were really like a plot point in this they movie were, yeah. that is really funny just... so maybe it's the same thing with this movie they had budget cuts and they couldn't get all the serial killers in there
1: I, I just... It seems like Netflix has a huge budget for stuff. So, I'm just very... Uh, just, confused? I, yeah. Like, uh, how they didn't have a lot of money for this, if that's the case. It seems like they did. And I just...
0: and the They th- gave up. Yeah. The thing is, it's not like they had issues with COVID in terms of filming. Because... They were filming in 2019 before the the pandemic hit. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's not like there was an issue in the sense of like, oh, we can't have too many extras on set because it's going to go against the guidelines.
1: The whole thing, though? Yeah, I'm I'm
0: fairly certain that this was finished filming in 2019 because there was supposed to be like a whole premiere in June 2020, but then they had to hold off because of COVID because no one can go to theaters. Got you. Now you're making me second guess myself. I'm gonna check.
1: Not my intention.
0: (laughs) But I'm fairly certain that they finished filming in um, 2019. Like, I am very, like, I'm like 92% certain.
1: There's no excuse now.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: I just thought it was really dumb that they decide to. They've basically have been doing this ritual for almost three hundred and fifty years, basically, mm. just to stay rich and be
0: prosperous in Sunnyside in a
1: small fucking town where they're really not. I don't imagine they're worth a ton of money. like literally the the brother sacrifices people to Satan so he can be this the mayor of like a ten thousand person town. Like what? <laughs> like did you did you think about this when you were writing it? Like, did you, like, I don't understand. Like, did, this doesn't make any sense. And, you know, nobody over 400 years has decided, you know what? I'm not going to sacrifice people to Satan so I can be a mayor. Or, you know, have a decent salary.
0: Also, salary. Like, but he's a cop in a small town. I can't imagine that he's making a boatload of money unless, like, he's in a really good union.
1: Sure. I, I think it's just, you know. Like,
0: I, I, he's probably I comfortable,
1: he's probably just working for the hell of it because this way he can keep the curse going
0: right so that that's what i don't understand like originally yeah originally the curse was done so they can gain riches and be successful i'm i'm not downplaying his uh his job or anything like that but at the same rate it's not like he's a state cop who make more money